Right, let's talk about roadside drug mm. testing. The government will give police new powers to conduct random roadside drug testing and to prosecute drugged drivers in a bid to save lives on the road. Last year, 95 people were killed in preventable crashes where the driver was found to have drugs in their system. The new rules, which will go through Parliament next year, mean the police will be able to conduct oral fluid testing on drivers. Uh, Julianne Gender expects it to come to force in early 2021. You couldn't have a problem with that. But some people have been texting us saying, well, what drugs get tested? So on the line with us is the CEO of the Drug Detection Agency, Kirk Hardy. G'day, Kirk. Hello, Kirk. G'day, guys. How are you? Oh, We're good, good mate. mate. Merry Christmas to you, Kirk. Merry Christmas. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. So this is a great thing. I can't see any, any problem or any issues with it at all. It's a fantastic thing. And when you talk about 95 lives being lost uh, last year alone to drug driving, great thing. But Kirk, Straight away, will this test, in, uh, is meth, P, methamphetamine, does that come through in the test? Yeah, it does. It, it does. does. Right. So what's the whole spectrum, if we could ask, please, Kirk? I mean, what, what what's the range of drugs that this test will so, pick up, please? Yeah, look, look they're looking, at this stage, um, just looking at it, they're looking at six drug categories. So one of those is meth and amphetamine. So yep. better cover likes of, you know, your speed, your amphetamine type um you know, speed, what you'd snort, and then you've got your meth, which is your crystal, which is your pee, which is what you smoke. Then you've got the likes of MDMA, um, which is ecstasy, cocaine, cannabis, uh, and then you've got your prescription medications. And I think this is where everyone's sort of getting a little bit hung up on. Mm. Um, you've got your opiates, which the opiate family covers the likes of heroin, morphine, and codeine in those basic tests. And then you have your synthetic opiates, which are the likes of your oxycodone, your hydromorphone, your tramadol. So we all know those drugs have an effect on people's ability to drive. That's why they have those warning signs on the bottle. Yes, right? yeah. Don't drink or yeah. operate heavy machinery. Yep. And then you've got the likes of your benzodiazepines, which are your, your sort of depressant-type drugs. So stuff like valium, um, which, again, causes drowsiness. Yes. So in that category alone, in that prescription category alone, there's a vast array of different drugs. But I think people are getting really hung up on this. when We need to sort of sit there and go hey, look, any move toward making our roads safer is a good move. Yep. And if we start off with just some smaller-type drugs to start off with, um, which we know have big impacts, like you know cannabis, um, like methamphetamine, yes. and some of those prescription-type drugs and mm. ecstasy, by all means, it's a great move. But government's got to weigh up, um, and this is where they, they might have some uh, challenges ahead of them, how many drugs you test for is going to determine how long a time you're going to be sitting on the roadside. Yes. So in Australia, for instance, they test for ecstasy, meth, or, or as we know, it's pee here, yep. and, um, and cannabis. Yep. And that test takes, you know, usually around that three-minute three, three minute mark. Right. Now, when we introduce something like an array of drugs, sort of a, what we call six panel, which the government's looking at, to run that test alone, you're looking anywhere between eight to 12 minutes. Right. Now, we know this because we do a quarter of a million drug tests in the workplace a year. Right. And we do viral fluid testing and we do urinalysis. So we know exactly how long these drugs take to, to run, these tests take to run. So the people that you're suggesting are having the problem with this, are these are the ones that are taking prescribed medications like your kind of your codeine and things in, from the chemist, and they're the ones that are saying it's going to be problematic long term. Is that, is that right, Kirk? No, I don't think it's going to be problematic long term because... You know, you can determine if someone's using codeine in the prescribed manner once it goes to the lab. Right. So what we've, got to, what we've got to keep in mind is this is a roadside screen only. So it's, if you want to call it a quick and dirty. So you're going to find out if that person may have 
a drug on them, what type of drug it is, and if they're if you know they're over you know they're indicating they've got that presence on them, then the second test will be a, a further saliva sample taken. That should go to the lab, and then that would be a confirmatory test. So that eliminates any of your false positives. And how well, long does that take? Oh, oh, that can take up to forty-eight hours. Right, right. now the second saliva test then. That is basically the equivalent of what in the olden days with drunk driving was blowing a bag and then if that was positive, you'd have to go and get a blood test, right? Correct. Yeah. Bang okay. on. So is this, is this to alleviate the false positive thing? Yeah, and, and it will give a certainty around any cross-reactions react, with you know, other medications or, or stuff someone might have in their mouth, um, which may cause a cross-reaction. That's why you... you you have to have a screen first, and it's very quick. It, it just indicates the presence of the drug. Yeah. And then you follow up with a second sample, which is a very high tech. So they use, um, like, you know, liquid gas chromatography type machine, which yeah. will then give you the nth degree at how many nanograms of that drug right. is in the saliva. Right. This is, you're great, Kirk, because uh, Phil and I aren't really familiar with, you know, the, uh, certainly the volume of drugs that are out there. So the, that's the six panel test that you're talking about, the one that goes to the lab that takes 48 hours. Yeah, and, and a lab can do, you know, we're not even considering your synthetic cannabis on the roadside at the moment because it's problematic with oral fluid. Um, and so there's other types of drugs. But let's start off with something basic and then we can work on that. And I've, I've sort of urged the government to sort of say, hey, look, let's review this every 12 months because technology in this area is moving rapidly. We know that. We're in the industry. So you can't sort of put legislation in and then go, oh, in 24 months we should have done this. You've got to have it fairly fluid where yeah. it can be reviewed and updated accordingly. You know, because you've got over, you know, um, you've got five different drugs a day being manufactured out there, new designer synthetic type drugs mm. from China. Um, so Gee, you've worse. got to leave it fluid. Five yeah. a day? Yeah, five a day. Every day? There's, there's over a quarter of a million... Um, drug labs in China alone, um, some legit and some not legit, manufacturing this type of stuff. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, just destroying. But a, as you say, at the heart of the thing then, which I must say, I for one totally agree with you, I'm sure Simon does as well, that if you're just going to say, well, hang on, we can't test for a quarter of a million drugs, therefore there's no point in testing anything at all. That's just a nonsense, That's really. Stupid, and yeah. a common sense is if you can test for some of the main drugs that are being used in this country, then why the hell wouldn't you test for them, yeah. eh? Oh, exactly. Like, you know, we know, as you've alluded to before, you know, 95 um, deaths resulting from drug driving. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're the drugs we know about and test for. So if we can prevent one of those deaths, we're doing something really good because, you know, I've got family, you guys have got family, and, you know, my, my boy, you know, he drives now, he's 17, and the last thing I want him doing is um, a truck driver or another, another person coming the other way you know, who's used drugs, um, taking them out. Simple yeah. as that. Exactly. Definitely. Kirk, can I ask a couple of quick questions to finish? How much does one test, roadside drug test, cost? So it varies in, in terms of the quality of the test. If you go in high quality, it's going to cost the police, you know, they'd be buying bulk, I'd say. So it's going to cost them, in terms of the cartridge, um, it would be anywhere between 38 to $45 for a decent one. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then you can, you know, you, it's like anything, right? If... Um, you can get something really cheap, you know, but then you're going to have false negatives, which is a real issue. Yeah. You don't yeah. want the false negatives. So you've got to look quality. So Victoria, for instance, you know, they do, just in Victoria alone, they do 100,000 um, roadside drug tests per annum. 
Wow. And they'd be paying, they'd be paying I'd say, around about $32 mark for each of those devices. Right. So it's big money, isn't it? I mean, that's, but then, hey, hey, what's a life worth if you're 95 yeah. of them? Yeah. Okay. And finally, just so I get my head around this, it may seem sort of simplistic in a way, Kirk, but what you're saying with this roadside drug testing is it's, it's quick and dirty. So it, it's going to indicate the presence of some kind of drug in the system. What it is goes away for further testing, but you're basically stopping that driver in his tracks right or her tracks right there and then. Yeah, correct. And you don't you don't want to have people hanging around on the roadside for ten, twelve minutes, right? No, no. Because you know that's that, that is an inconvenience for probably ninety five percent of the population. Yeah. So you, you know it works as a deterrent factor. It's like the drink driving buses. You know everyone knows you drink and drive, you're a bloody idiot sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we need to do the same and raise the awareness with drug driving as well. And there are some cool ads around there and you know out there and yeah. in the marketplace and. We start educating a bit better, and and um, and people know that hey, we're going to get picked up if we use those drugs. Yep. It's, it's going to have a good flow on effect. Totally, Kirk. Very good to talk to you and get your um, you know your brain on that. So thanks so much, mate. Thanks very much, mate. Merry All Christmas. Right, guys, have a good Christmas, though. You Thank too, you. Kirk. Same See you. ya.